Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Welcome everybody to see you. This is your producer, Claudia Pureco, and I am so happy to have Susan Reynolds with us here. And today's episode is about medical astrology. So this is within her Karmic Astrology series, a show that presents uh, to the Internet the last Monday of every month. And on this occasion, we have two callers. We're going to have Donna and then Sheila. They are both in the switchboard waiting for their turn to speak with Susan. And I want to let all the people that send their forms to be part of the show, thank you so much for your interest. I know, I wish we could have all of you at the same time, but we have Susan come back September, October, November, and then for the following year. So keep us sending your forms. Let us know you're ready. Let us know how much you appreciate. Share it on her Facebook. Go to Susan Reynolds. Befriend her. Go to her website, exploreastrology.com, and check it out. She always has um, information about your sign. Every month she, she um, up the information and also if you like myself follow her on Facebook every day you get the information about the moon and how the moon affects your areas every day or the influences like today we have a full moon but 
I am not an expert, so let's ring Susan. She's the expert, so she can tell us more about the influences of astrology today for the next month, October, and what is it that medical astrology talks about? Welcome, Susan. Hi, Claudia. Well, we have a busy month ahead of us in October. I will say that we have a full moon today, which I'm going to talk about. We have a lot of astrological events happening in October. And I am going to quickly mention, because October is so busy, it's no surprise to me that I'm pretty busy. And I have every Saturday in October booked up with some kind of event or workshop that I'm doing. And so some of these are in Charlotte. One of them is, well, a couple of them are in other cities near Charlotte. But if you're in the North Carolina area near Charlotte, I'm going to let you know some places I'm going to be. On the 20th, well, I should probably start at the beginning. On October 6th, I'm going to be part of the Awakenings 1111 Psychic Fair in Winston-Salem. And so you can go onto the Facebook page for Awakenings 1111 and get all of the information. But I love doing psychic fairs because I get to meet so many different kinds of people. And you get many readings. And for many people who cannot necessarily afford or maybe don't even need a full hour with an astrologer, a mini reading is definitely the way to go. On the 13th of October, the next Saturday after that, I will be at Alora Mind, Body, Spirit Spa, and that is in Mooresville. And I love this spa because they do a lot of things that other spas do not do. They have that, um, and there's a special name for it, but it's a thing where they will drip oil on your third eye to help awakening the third eye. They do that, and I know of no place else that does that. They also have an amethyst crystal bed that you lay on, and the crystal bed energizes you, and it is heated, and it is, oh, I love it. I just love going to that spa. And they will be having a mind-body-spirit spa from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock on the 13th. And I will be there again doing mini-readings. And then on the 20th, I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, doing a full one-day workshop on the wisdom of Edgar Cayce. And for many of you that are unfamiliar with Edgar Cayce, he was a seer that lived in the 1920s. I think he died in the 1940s. And he left a whole wealth of material that he provided when he went into an altered state. And a lot of this was about health and different kinds of remedies. You have to remember this is the 1920s, and they didn't have access to CAT scans and MRIs and all the kinds of information we have. And he worked to diagnose and give treatment plans. And so a lot of this is holistic stuff that we are now doing in the year 2018. So we're going to talk about meditation. What did he say about prayer? What did he say about Atlantis? And it's going to be hands-on as we look at some of his remedies and we practice on each other. So if you're interested in that, be sure to stop by the bag lady, come in and get to know some of these remedies and spend a day with like-minded people. And then at the end, the last Saturday on the 27th, I'm going to be in the Statesville area at another psychic fair, Psychic Fascination, and that is going to be in Statesville, and you can get all the information. It's from 10 to 4 at the Hilton Garden Inn, and I will be doing many readings. So as you can see, October is a busy, busy month for me, and it is going to be a busy month for most of us. There is a lot going on. Now, a lot doesn't mean bad. It's like when I say the word to change people. 
for, uh, in readings to people, I can almost feel their energy tightening up, like, what, what, what's, what's coming? What's coming? I don't like this. What kind of change are you talking about? But some changes are good, and some changes we really like. From being unemployed to employed, that's a good change. So this is a lot of astrological things moving and changing and happening. And so we're going to see these reflected. Today is a full moon. Now, I happen to think that the sun sign Cancer and the sun sign Leo tend to react more to full moons than to any of the other signs. But this is just a personal opinion of one. And I say that because the moon is the ruling planet for Cancer, and the sun is the ruling planet for Leo. And when we have a full moon, it means that the sun and the moon are opposite each other. In effect, the light of the sun is illuminating the moon, which is why we see it as a big full moon. But when the sun and the moon are opposite each other, they are really fighting each other. Think of two boxers in a ring. They're throwing punches at one another. We have two different kinds of energies, both asking to be expressed. The sun is our willpower, our life force, our personality expression. And the moon is our emotional needs, our emotional security, our emotional expression. And these two planets, these two signs, are at odds. Uh, The sun has moved into the sign of Libra. Libra is all about peace, harmony. It is about love and romance. Libra wants everybody to get along. Later today, really tonight, at, uh, what is that exact time? I'll give it to you. At 7.04 this evening, the moon is going to enter the sign of Aries. And at 10.52 this evening, it will peak and it will be an exact full moon where the sun and the moon are fighting each other. And when I say fighting, Aries is all about fighting. If you know an Aries person, they may be a tad forceful, can I say. And so you have this peace and harmony in conflict with, you know, you talking to me, Buster, kind of energy. And so how do we handle that? This is what happens. So when we have a full moon, a lot of our inner emotional needs get illuminated. So if you have been swallowing your anger or not saying anything or letting things go, after this evening when the moon goes into Aries, you might notice some irritation coming up, some annoyance, some anger. You might notice yourself being more assertive kind of thing. So that's part of the Aries moon. Now, the moon does not go into Aries until 7 o'clock this evening. And up until then, it is going to be in the sign of Pisces. And so for most of today, while we're out and about at work and what have you, the moon is still going to be in Pisces. And Pisces is very mystical, very woo-woo. It is, you know, divine energies and, you know, drawing back the veil of heaven and, you know, very metaphysical kind of an energy, very artistic and really lovely but not always very practical. You know, Pisces struggles a little bit to focus. So it's a great day for me to do this radio show because here I am talking about the planets and the planetary energies and vibrations, which is all, you know, Pisces energy. By this evening, a lot of people may have a bit of an attitude as that Aries energy starts to come front and center and be in a conflict with this sun that wants only love and so be patient with other people if you notice them being a bit more impatient or have a tone to their voice understand they may be reacting to the full moon 
many people, sensitive people especially, start to react to the full moon three days before the moon is actually exact. This can mean they have trouble sleeping, sometimes have bad dreams or nightmares. A lot of people report sleeping more, having more dreams in general. You know, some people um, report headaches. They're a little bit, tendency towards headache or a little bit more headachey during the full moon. A lot of people react to a full moon on a very physical way, a very tangible way. Other people may just be more irritated because they have this inner outer conflict going on. It's no coincidence that emergency rooms gear up on a full moon because all this buried stuff starts to come up to the surface. And sometimes it doesn't come up in the most positive, loving way imaginable. So you know, you are now warned, you know what is going on, you have this conflict. How do you express your anger? How do you make your needs known in a way that is assertive, but not aggressive and not hostile. So stop and think a minute before you do that. We have a very special something going on in October because we have Venus in the sign of Scorpio. And on October 5th, Venus is going to turn retrograde. And so when a planet turns retrograde, it just means that that planet looks like it is going backwards in motion instead of forward in motion. And since Venus is already in Scorpio, it will be there, and even though it's still going to be there after October 5th, it will not be as active after October 5th. I have noticed that when Venus goes retrograde, lots of times I will hear from an old boyfriend. Many people hear from their ex-spouse or you may have a past relationship that didn't work out, guess what? They just call you out of the blue. They want to see if, oh, is that door still open? Can we get back together? Maybe they're just saying hello. But lots of times I will see past loves come back to the forefront when Venus is retrograde. Now, I will say, Venus is going to stay in the sign of Scorpio for a long time. Typically, It does not stay in one sign for that long. Typically, it moves along pretty good. And usually maybe three weeks, you know, um, four at the most, you know. Venus will move along into another sign. But it already moved into Scorpio earlier this month. And it is not going to leave until January 8th. And so instead of three weeks, you've got more than three months of Venus and Scorpio. Now, Venus is all about love and romance. And Scorpio is all about passion and intensity. You do the math. People's libidos may be, hmm, how can I say this, getting amped up. People may want more intensity in their love life. You may see more jealousy, more um, intense emotion. You may see things that were hidden start to come to light. I like the energy of Scorpio. I like that intensity, but not everybody is going to be comfortable with that. Some people may pull into themselves. You may see a partner shut down and be a little bit more private than usual. You may see all kinds of things going on here about balance of power because Scorpio is all about power and control. And, of course, Venus is about two people coming together in partnership. So how does that balance of power operate? 
in any of your relationships. This is going to be going on through all of October, well, the rest of September, all of October, all of November and December, finally leaving in January. And it is going to give us a lengthy period of time in which we can figure out what do we want in terms of love and how do we get it. This can also be a powerful energy in terms of money. So there's a lot going on here. We may see some announcements made um, politically from the government about changes in money or interest rates or you know the Fed's announced this or that, change at the Federal Reserve kind of thing. Not only that, we have a new moon in October in Libra on October 9th, and we have a full moon in Taurus on October 24th. So we have... A lot going on in Libra. As the sun and the moon come together on October 9th, we have the sun in Libra and the moon in Libra coming together. And that's what a new moon is. It's when the sun and the moon come together and they're right next to each other. So it's like getting a double dose of that energy. We have all of the desires of love and peace and harmony that that sun brings, but this time the moon is doing the same thing. Emotionally, we also want peace and love and harmony. Libra is all about beauty, and so we want beautiful things around us. For many of us, we may go shopping. We may change things around at home. We may buy new clothes. We want to look attractive. We want to feel attractive. What is beautiful in our lives, whether that is the perfect couch that you just bought or whether it's a sunset or whether it's a beautiful uh, piece of jewelry, it is what does beauty mean to you and how do you recognize and honor that which is beautiful in your life? So Libra is the sign of the month for October, and all of the qualities of Libra are going to be a little bit more pronounced. So all of us may be paying more attention to our partnerships, to our sense of harmony, to how do we bring peace about in our life. And I could talk so much more about this because there's a lot more going on. And I may come back to this because October is a busy month. But I'm also trying to be uh, aware of the time because I know how I can just run on because I love astrology and I just think everybody else loves it as much as I do. But I want to make sure that I get to the people who have already called in and already been selected to be callers. So, Claudia, let's see if we can go to at least one of these people, and then I can come back and start to talk about um, the astrology of health, and I could talk more about October and everything else that is going on. Perfect. And we do have Donna and Sheila waiting, so we're going to start with Donna, and let's bring her to the show. Hey, Donna. Hey, Susan. Now, for those of you listening, I will tell you that I have met Donna, and I know her, and so. Um, but I do not have any say in who gets on and who doesn't. Donna called in like everybody else um, and booked through through Claudia, so it's um, absolutely done fairly for everybody. But but I'm glad you called in, Donna. <laughs> so well, thank you. <laughs> I have your chart in front of me. And what is it that you would like to know or talk about? Well, this is a medical show from what I understand, and I'm interested in my hearing and also my hips and legs. Okay. Now, I will tell you, and I'm telling everybody ahead of time before we go into this, that I am not a medical intuitive. Sometimes I get feelings about things, and if I do, I will certainly share them. But I am not a doctor. 
I am not an MD. If I say I have a feeling about such and such, do not throw your medicine away. Do not stop listening to your doctor. I just want to make that very clear. This is astrology. Yeah, this is not medicine. So, but it's interesting to me that you mentioned your hips because you are Sagittarius. And the sign of Sagittarius rules the hips and the thighs. And so many times we can have a certain um, tenderness around the area that our sun sign rules. I also noticed that in your chart you have Pisces over the sixth house, which is the house of health and well-being. And although Pisces is a very beautiful sign, it's not a very clear and definite sign. So when we have Pisces over an area of our chart, that area of the chart may be a little fuzzy, a little difficult to explain. When it's over an area of health, it may be something that is not clear health-wise, or there may be different diagnoses, or the doctors say, well, it could be this, but it could also be that. Let's treat it for this. Oh, that doesn't seem to be helping. Well, let's try this other. In other words, it could be, you know, it's not definite. It's not, oh, you, you broke your wrist, here's what we do, the end. This can be a lot of trial and error. This can sometimes be having reactions to things you're not supposed to have. And I have a Pisces influence on my sixth house. And, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard a doctor say, oh, I've never seen anybody react like that before, I could retire. You know, sometimes you can have weird reactions. And, Donna, you know me, so you've been through this with me with a yes. lot of weird reactions. <laughs> you, you don't have it as strong as I do, but you have a little bit of that same energy in your chart. You know, Neptune can also be about the immune system. And so sometimes there can be autoimmune challenges with Neptune there. There can be, and again, autoimmune is, is something that's, you know, not always very clear. Why is the body attacking itself kind of thing? Hmm, we're, we're not sure. Here's how we're going to treat it. We're going to try this. So I'm not surprised that this area is showing up for you. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize to you ahead of time, Donna, because this is something <laughs> I'm picking up a couple of things intuitively, and I'm not trying uh-huh. to be too personal, but because here we are on the radio, but if I'm picking it up intuitively, I have to listen to it. And one of the things I am picking up is that it would really benefit you to lose weight. And I am just going to ask you if that is something that you have worked with or focused on or are focusing on now. I am focusing on it now. Okay. Now, I understand that if your hips are a problem, walking may be a challenge. But I would, you know, if financially it's possible for you, I would talk to a personal trainer. You know, your age is in, you know, the 60s in my age group, and you might want to talk to a trainer that specializes in the over 60 set. I hate using the word geriatric for us, but that's probably what you might need, somebody who really understands training an older uh, woman. Instead of somebody who's 22 and ready to attack this, you need to be gentle with your body. But um, weight is is contributing to this, I feel. When I, okay. I'm picking up your chart and looking at it, losing weight would definitely help with this. There's, uh, why do I keep hearing like bone on bone? I almost hear like a crunching. Is there some sort of arthritic condition going on here? I don't know. This is one of those that's very... 
confusing. Oh, <laughs> and, um, what, a, what a surprise. <laughs> I do have the arthritic kind of influence. I also have a nerve influence. And uh, it, it's one of those things that just keeps going round and round, and it never really heals right. Yeah, and that's very Pisces-like, unfortunately. You know, I will say I feel for you because I have gone down this road. It's very frustrating because the doctors are doing their best and they're, you know, they're treating you in the best way possible, and yet you're obviously not having the result that you want. And so there there are a couple of things going on here, you know. One, you're probably not going to like much, but I need to let you know about it up front. You know, in November... Mars is going to go into the sign of Pisces, and it is going to be there for part of November and all of December. And so it is specifically going to go into Pisces on November 15th. And at that time, it is going to be part of your sixth house of health and well-being. With Mars there, there could be a couple of things going on. One, you can reach a place where you can be more physical, you know, because Mars is a, a physical sign. It wants to do. So this would be a good time to be looking for a trainer and setting up a program because by November you may be really ready to do this. Okay, I do my strength training okay. every day and, you know, have that going on. And at a time when most people are off schedule with all the crazy December holiday eating, you're able to be really focused you may, okay. you know, Tai Chi may be the answer for you. Something that is really gentle to the body but is moving the body kind of thing. And so that is right around the corner. It's going to be there for a little bit, I think, in January as well. But that's going to give you a nice bonus um, in terms of, of wanting to take charge of this and wanting to do something with this and being able to take steps because it feels very frustrating in that whatever steps you're trying to take aren't fixing the problem. I'm also yeah. going to say... Um, One of the things I'm picking up intuitively, and I'm not saying this is right, this is strictly intuitive, is that there is blocked energy certain places in the body. When I'm sort of scanning your body in my head, it looks like uh, energy pathways are detouring around certain places so that I, you know... And so certain places are not feeling as as strong, as centered as other places in the body. And I'm going to suggest you get something, and, you know, it's it's a little pricey, um, but I'm going to suggest that you get a Radiac appliance. And this is an appliance created by Edgar Casey, and it's spelled R-A-D-I-A-C. And you can look it up, you can Google it, and you should be able to buy it online. It's a little pricey to me. It's a little over $200, I think, and I think that's a lot of money. But I have one, and I use it, and it does something that I've never seen anything else do. When I use this, it helps even out energy in the body. And as it helps even out energy in the body, it helps any areas of pain. So if I have a boo-boo someplace and something hurts, I immediately start using my radiac because I know that that's going to help it. It may not be 100% what I need to do, but it's not going to hurt it, and it's certainly going to many times offer a lot of benefits. So I would really suggest doing that. I'm also going to say, hmm, I don't know how to explain this. Um, You need to do some clearing and cleansing, especially around the lower part of your body, around the hips, around the knees, around the ankles and the feet. 
I would really, you know, focus a lot on doing clearing and cleansing. And then I would do a little bit of, of energy work on bringing together the upper half of the body and the lower half of the body because it feels like they're sort of working independent of each other and it feels like the lower half of the body is where all the problems are but the upper half of the body isn't able to lend it its strength so I would start to strengthen chakras I would start to bring these two together and I would also start to do some um, meditations where I would specifically start to release pain and cellular memories from other lifetimes. I know that's not everybody's belief system, but I know that it's part of yours and it's it's part of mine. So I'm not sure. It doesn't feel to me like all of this is from bad things you were doing. I don't think you were, you know, being a professional runner and, you know, putting all this pressure on your knees. So I would start to do some things to release it from other lifetimes, and I think that's going to help. There is also an oil And this is funny because I had my charts out last night for getting them ready for today's show. And as I was looking at your chart, something came into my mind. And yesterday when I was at church, one of the women there was telling me about an oil that she created. And she calls it Arthritis Be Gone. Like, how's that for a name to tell you what it's (laughs) supposed to do? And she said the oil is based on some of the original recipes from Edgar Casey, but she took it further and tweaked it with aromatherapy oils to create a new kind of oil. And she said she started using this on her knees because she often had to drive 12 hours and her body was really rebelling at that. And she said she has no pain now. And she has used it consistently. And I asked her about buying some, and it's not on the market yet, but she said she would send me some. So I am going to say, when I get some, darn, I'm going to send it to you, and I'm going to ask you to start using it. Okay. Great. Thanks. Because I think she told me about that for you and not for me. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Thank you, too. That was really, really good. So now let's go to Sheila and welcome her to the show. Hey, Sheila. Hello, how are you? I am good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you for holding sacred space for it. Oh, is there, did you want me to just take a look at your chart in general or is there something specific or an area you wanted me to focus on? Nope, in general, whatever, whatever you Okay, because your guides are already here. So I don't know if you called in your spirit guides, but they are already here. And I, oh, yeah, I've been calling them in. <laughs> uh, okay, so. <laughs> because I can feel them. I'm like, oh, hello, how are you, <laughs> kind of thing. So I will say, and, and when I feel this or pick this up in such a strong way and so quickly, I will tell you that I can see that there is already a very strong and very open communication between you and your guides and you're one of these people who not only has that door open to listen to what your guides are saying you're one of these people who actually acts upon what your guides are communicating to you so i'm going to give you a big pat on the back (laughs) because it is amazing (laughs) to me how many people don't do that oh well it's 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 a struggle sometimes right (laughs) yes it is a struggle but you are struggling to do it 
And so I am going to say that your guides have noticed that, and they are aware, and they are appreciative, and they are very communicative with you. I am going to say that um, I'm I'm starting to see um, some past life information for you. And one of the things that I am seeing is some... Oh, hang on. What is that? What is that? Okay. We're going to go a little bit down the rabbit hole here. I don't know oh, how... That's where I live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome caller. <laughs> um, what I'm picking up is a lifetime for you in Atlantis. And I don't know if you're familiar with um, the concept of Atlantis, but it was considered bit. to be a very advanced civilization that existed thousands of years ago. And I'm picking up a lifetime there for you in which you worked with health and healing in some way. <laughs> Are you in an airport? I'm not. I live near an Air Force base. I'm going to go inside. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering. It sounds like planes taking off and landing. <laughs> Um, so I definitely see you um, working with healing. And I think through, through other lifetimes, you have taken that energy forward. And I see you in both male and female lifetimes working with this energy. But not so much in Atlantis, but in at least two other lifetimes, when you were some kind of healer, maybe a doctor, were you a doctor? or a nurse I, I'm not sure I think one time you may have been a nurse married to a doctor like you were a team or something kind of thing um, I definitely see there are lifetimes here in which you were seeking to bring about what I would call cutting edge energies you may have been somebody talking about cleanliness and washing your hands before the concepts of infection or, or germs was even brought into universal awareness. You may have been talking about the need to you know, rest when you're sick instead of going out and working in the fields or you know, concepts that may have been a little foreign to that time. And um, you are very, very good at what you're doing. I don't know if you do anything with herbs or growing anything or working with the land in any way, but I see you working with the land to grow your own special herbs, and you created your own special remedies. And you and people, gosh, yeah, that's this nice. is kind of silly. Um, I'm, saying, I'm getting a sense that you distilled some of these herbs in brandy, and some people like to take your remedies because it had a little bit of a kick to it. <laughs> but, um, so it just, that's that making awesome. me laugh it's, it's tickling me a little bit but um, <laughs> you are very diligent and you are very precise it is as if everything had to be done in a certain order this has to be added first then this has to be done you know it's, it's in today's world you couldn't operate on somebody before you wash your hands you have to do things in a certain order you right. you know um, and this, you're very aware of making sure that you did it right. You know, coming into this life, it's like there's an awareness. I have to do it right. I have to do it in a certain order. You know, there's a subconscious awareness here that if you don't, you know, maybe the patient won't get well or they won't have the result that you want. But I'm going to tell you that that's not what you came in to learn about in this lifetime. 
what you came in to learn about in this lifetime is kind of throwing away the rule book and doing it your own way. <laughs> right. This is about you discovering your own connection to the divine and using that connection to higher energies and to divine sources to bring about health and wellness and healing. You would do really well in any area of life that had to do with health and well-being. You would be a good nutritionist. You would be a good you know, physical trainer or working with Pilates or yoga or something like that. You would be good at working with Reiki. You would be good at anything that helps to move the body, even ballroom dancing or martial I arts actually, or things. I actually am a Reiki master, so <laughs> I'm a Reiki Well, you're, you're doing it. You're supposed to do it. <laughs> You are actually doing um, what your soul came in to do and working with these kinds of energies. And But I would also say I think you would be very precise about what you are doing <laughs> because there's some of that precise energy that is still there in this chart. And I'm going to encourage you to be um, less critical of yourself. I think you hold yourself to a really high standard. And if somebody does Absolutely. not... Yeah, I mean, standards of excellence are great, but if somebody does not walk away, you know, throwing away their crutches and, you know, walking, it does not mean you did not do well. It does not mean that appointment was not successful, but you have very, like, black and white ideas of what you want. And that's wonderful, but be kind to yourself and be patient to yourself with what you are doing because you have such a kind loving and compassionate heart in this this chart i am just amazed you have your moon in libra which is all about love and every person that you work on or anybody that you work with in terms of health and healing you for that time you're working with them you love them you bring that loving heart to them and you know, we know. We know when we are, are being cared for on the emotional level. We know when it matters to somebody and, and when it doesn't. And I think everybody that comes to you has an absolutely beautiful experience. I don't know if you do anything involved in the creative arts, but this is a very creative energy. And yes, although I know Reiki can be very creative, I am not limiting it to just Reiki. I'm saying in addition to that, you may have a very uh, strong artistic sensibility or have a wonderful um, eye for color or design or know where you should move the ottoman or this color doesn't work with that couch. Or You just have a wonderful ability to be able to express yourself creatively. And there is a wonderful ability here to connect with children. I don't know if you do anything with them or have ever thought about teaching them, but you would be a fabulous teacher. Children are my passion. Oh. That makes sense. (laughs) I'm actually trying to come up with some classes to teach kids about energy and chakra centers and, you know, the stuff that we don't learn about here. Yeah. I remember I was teaching. I'm so glad because it absolutely shows up as a talent in your chart. And I remember teaching um, children about 7 to 10 about auras. And I was amazed at what they were telling me and what they were were communicating. Um, I definitely see this work with children increasing. 
you know, on November 9th, Jupiter is going to move into the sign of Sagittarius and leave the sign of Scorpio. And as it does that, um, you know, over months, you know, at least from November, probably through around April, this energy is going to come in stronger and stronger and stronger in your chart. So I definitely see new opportunities to come in here to work with children, to teach, to share your knowledge and your wisdom. And I definitely see you moving forward in this area. There can be new opportunities. You may even think about writing a book. Huh. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. That's been there a little bit. (laughs) Oh. A little intimidating, but. It is, but I'm going to tell you, Sheila, you have the talent. You have Jupiter up there in the ninth house, and the ninth house is not only one of the areas of of writing and communicating; it's one of the areas of publishing. So, Amazing. you know, oh, darn, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're out of time. time. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. You are amazing, and peace be with you. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Sheila. Okay, so we are uh, back to the show, and we have in the chat room, and this is Daniel, or Daniel, and he says um, his um, birthday is in January 31st, 96. Okay. A lot of issues with allergy. Allergy. Okay, hang on. Let me take a look at this. Okay. You, um have cancer over you have the sun sign of cancer over your sixth house of health and well-being now when you're talking about a lot of problems with allergies you know that may be hay fever that may be pollen but when cancer is over the sixth house cancer rules food and i would really be watching what you eat and keeping a log of what you eat because some of what you're eating may be triggering some of these allergic reactions. Have you seen an allergist and be tested for different things? Hello? Uh, hold on. Let me see. Okay. Uh, nope. No. Nope, uh, he's not there? Ali. Yeah, he's here. He's in the chat room. Yeah, he says no, that he has just had um, running nose and eyes um crying and things like that, but nothing related with the stomach. Well, I would look. I would suggest going to an allergist or some sort of internist that works with this, and I would start to look at gluten, and I would start to look at certain food allergies because I get a very sensitive stomach, and I don't know if, you know, he has noticed that or, you know, there's certain foods he knows his body just can't tolerate, but... I definitely see both his um his his food sensitivities being an issue and his colon. So I mean, oh, this is not something you really want to talk about on the air and in public, but there it is, you know. I would start to look that's part of how you digest food and even though that's more scorpionic than cancerian, I'm starting to pick up his his colon. I don't know if he has ever considered doing um, castor oil packs, but I get the feeling that he would benefit from them. And so I'm going to suggest he go online, 
<clears throat> and he look up information on how to do a castor oil pack. And I think that is going to help some of his digestive. I know he's talking about his allergy, but I'm connecting with the digestive stuff. And I think that would help some of that. I'm also going to say, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think some of this is going to improve after November. I think some of this is going to start to get better after November. But really, right now he has Saturn in his 12th house, and the 12th house is often hidden medical things or things we can't get to very easily. So I would say don't ignore this. I would say, you know, start to tackle this now and get a handle on it while it's still in its infancy. I do think after he finishes his Saturn return this year, I would say maybe, you know, more after November, going into December, uh, I think it will also be better in December and January than it is right now. I think September and October are the two worst months for him right now with allergies and hidden medical stuff. I think it'll feel a little bit better in November and a little bit better in December. But he has to be careful about what he is eating. And I would start to talk to, you know, some sort of allergy specialist and start to get tested for some of these things because I think some of the food he's eating may be triggering some of these reactions. <clears throat> okay, he says, thanks, and he, and he says, but I don't like vegetables. <laughs> I'm on your side, Daniel. I don't like vegetables either. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel your pain. I am definitely not a broccoli, cauliflower kind of person. You know, but you can work around it. And it may show nothing, but I would definitely be taking a look at that. Okay, so now we have another question in the chat room, and this is Chela. And she's saying something about um, her left ear is giving well, me... Uh, I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute, Claudia, and I'm going to ask you what sign she is. Oh, hold on. What sign are you? She's an Aries. She's an Aries. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so she says that in general her health is good, but lately her left ear has been giving her a lot of um, issues because she hears like a ringing in her left ear. Okay. Or that um, she has less hearing in her left side than her right. Has she gone to see a medical professional about this? No. Again, another okay. one that... I will say, um, as an Aries, she has Neptune in her 12th house, which is one of the houses of healing. And that can often produce, you know, what I was talking about with Donna in terms of Pisces, very nebulous, hard to pin down um, diagnoses and odd things happening. And uh, I can definitely see some sort of ringing there that she's not considering bad enough to do anything about, but it's annoying and is this an issue? And, you know, definitely that Pisces kind of stuff. Right now, I will say through September and October, I definitely see some health issues highlighted for her. So this may be going on for a couple of months. If, you know, if it gets worse or if she doesn't see an improvement by the end of October, I would be going to the doctor about it. But I think this is part of an imbalance on the left end. Well, I would say it's part of this, this Pisces nebulousness. But I would also add, encourage her to 
you know, do things that are left brain, right brain to kind of balance both sides of the body. And you can do this. Um, Donna Eden in her book Energy Medicine has a wonderful exercise for this. Um, She calls it the cross crawl, but it's about touching your right hand to your left knee and your left hand to your right knee and how you are, you know, bringing energy um, across the body. And so I would start to do some of that to help balance out some of this energy. And I would also, hmm, I don't know why I think she needs some massage. I would even think about getting some massage that concentrates on the neck and, um, you know, the shoulders and the neck and, and that type of thing. But, you know, I am not a doctor, so please do not ask me to diagnose your problem. I would say if it continues, you know, definitely go to a hearing specialist. You don't want to mess around with that. Yeah. And the ears are um, also Aries for because they have to do Aries has to do a lot of with the head and stuff. Or yeah. are ears more connected to another of the of the signs? I usually look um, at both. Aries is about the head, but I also look at Gemini for anything that there is two of, two eyes, two ears, two hands. You know, because of the twins, you know, that's the symbol for Gemini. And so I would be looking both at Mercury and Gemini and at Aries. You know, every sign of the zodiac from Aries to Pisces rules a different part of the body. And Aries rules the head. And so lots of times if somebody's getting headaches, Mars might be triggering something. You know, um, for Taurus, they rule the throat and the neck. You know, Gemini is all about the voice, so it's about um, the lungs and and how we speak. You know, cancer rules food, and so it rules the stomach and digestion. It also rules the breasts. You know, Leo rules the heart. You know, think about the big-hearted lion. Um, Virgo rules the intestines, and Libra rules the kidneys, you know, kind of thing. Um, Scorpio, you know, that's the sign that rules passion and sexuality. So it rules the womb. It rules our sexual organs and our genitalia. Sagittarius rules the hips and the thighs. Capricorn is all about the teeth and the bones and the skin, you know. Um, And it rules aging. Capricorn rules aging and maturity. Aquarius rules the ankles. And Pisces rules the feet. And so when you are going to have astrologically... You know, um, if you were going to have surgery on your feet, you would not want the moon to be in Pisces because you don't want the moon to be in the same sign as the part of the body that's being operated on. But, you know, doctors have their schedules, and if they're telling you you need surgery, just, you know, do what the doctor is telling you to. And so I will say there was a time when I needed my wisdom teeth out, and the time that the oral surgeon had was like a terrible astrological time and yet that was all he had so I had to go ahead and I went and I had the surgery done and the surgery went just fine when I got home I had a bleeding problem where I kept bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and finally um, after three days of bleeding it still wasn't stopping I went back in and they fixed it and he cauterized whatever it was and you know problem solved so just because it may not be the best astrological time does not mean you don't do what is medically necessary. But if you have a choice, 
picking the best astrological time to have your surgery is always a plus. You know, you don't want to have surgery when the moon is void, of course, because when the moon is void, of course, it talks about nothing happens. And if you're having surgery to fix a problem, you want something to happen. So there's a whole branch of medical astrology, and there are astrologers that absolutely specialize just in medical astrology. You know, it's not my field of specialty. I'm a karmic astrologer, but there are definitely a lot of things that an astrologer can help in terms of timing kind of thing. If you are in Aries, the sixth house is the house of health for everyone, the house of health and well-being. If you're in Aries, you have the sign of Virgo over that house, and Mercury is a planet that is going to rule health and well-being in that chart. And if you are a Taurus, you are going to have Libra over the sixth house, and Venus is going to be the planet that rules that. If you are Gemini, you are going to have Scorpio over the sixth house, and Pluto is going to be the planet that rules the sixth house of health. If you are a Cancer, you're going to have Sagittarius over your sixth house, and Jupiter would be the planet that rules your area of health. If you are a Leo, Capricorn is going to be the planet ruling your sixth house of health and well-being, and Saturn is the planet that rules Capricorn. Virgo will have Aquarius over the sixth house, and Uranus is going to be the planet. That's the health planet for Virgo. Libra has Pisces over the sixth house, and Neptune is the sign that is going to be the one. Uh, Neptune is going to be the planet for their health. Scorpio will have Aries over the sixth house, and Mars is going to be the planet of health for Scorpio. Sagittarius has Taurus over the sixth house. And Venus is the planet that is going to, to rule their health. Capricorn has Gemini over their health and well-being sector of the sixth house. And Mercury is going to be the planet that rules that. Aquarius has Cancer over the sixth house, with the moon being the one that rules that. And lastly, Pisces is going to have Leo over the sixth house of health and well-being. And their sun is going to be the planet that rules that. And yes, I tell you this because following what these planets are doing can often help you pinpoint things. Oh, I always seem to have migraines when the moon, you know, is, is going into, you know, Aries kind of thing. You can start to, to track things and you can start to look at things. Or, oh, my stomach is always more sensitive when um, this is going on. And so you can start to take more control and make better choices. And that's part of what astrology does. It tries to help you make better choices and empower you in your life. So, okay, that all said, where are we on time? Because I definitely want to make sure that I get to the sign of the month, which is going to be Libra for the month of October. But um, I don't want to disappoint anybody if somebody's waiting. And we have five minutes left for that. So go ahead and just finish uh, with the sign of the month. Okay. Because the sign of the month for October is Libra. And Venus is the planet that rules Libra. And I love Libra. But if you are the parent of a Libra child, you need to be aware, and most Libras will, will agree with this, at some early age... Most Libras make a decision in their mind. Love is good, anger is bad. And 
one of the best things you can do as the parents of a Libra child is to help them express their anger. Many times, Libras don't even know when they are angry. You know, they will say something like, well, I was hurt. That hurt my feelings. And they have to even actually dig a little bit to figure out that, oh, yeah, I was angry. (laughs) It wasn't just that my feelings were hurt, that I didn't get invited to the party. I was angry. And it's hard for them. You know, they can often give too much because they seek balance and harmony. You know, their symbol is scales. It doesn't mean they're in balance. It means they're constantly seeking balance. If you meet a Libra for the first time, uh, it can be deceptive because you think you have just met the most beautiful, witty, charming person to ever walk the earth. And to some degree, you are right. But it's the degree part that's going to trip you up because Libras get underestimated all the time. Their ruling planet is Venus, and many Libras are especially attractive, male and female. You add attractive physical attractiveness to wit and charm, and that's quite a package. And so people forget that there is a razor-sharp mind behind the good looks. Big mistake. This is an air sign. And these people are super smart. Libra is a very, very intelligent sign and oriented towards mental energy. They want information. They want to converse. So they, you know, that's why they're witty and charming because they make excellent conversationalists. All the air signs love to talk to some degree, but Libra, you know, they will just they have a way of drawing out the conversation. So you get to tell all your stories and you feel wonderful. Uh, because that's just one of their gifts. They excel at making the other person feel great. And that's a real power of Venus. They just exude love and warmth and kindness. And most people genuinely just like Libras. They will be the ones to mediate. They will be the ones that everybody gets along with. You know, Many of them can make their profession something that has to do with beauty and attractiveness. Um, maybe they're a model. Maybe they're a fashion designer. Maybe they work with interior design or they're an artist. You know, this is you know this is a sign that takes some effort with their to- uh, effort with their appearance. They're not just going to grab something out of the laundry basket and put it on and go out in a wrinkled shirt. You know, this is a sign that may spend more time in front of the mirror than any of the other people. And it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Time in front of the mirror is a big Libra thing. They want to know that their clothes look good, that, you know, these the outfit goes together, you know, kind of thing. Um, they can spend big on a fashion item, whether it's the latest in designer clothing or some kind of jewelry. And if you want to please a Libra person, do not give them a practical gift. Do not give your wife a vacuum cleaner for her birthday, you know, your husband a lawnmower for his birthday. Give them something personal, you know, um, Libras really want something of quality, you know, so buy the best quality possible. And if you buy them something and they didn't have to make a decision about it, all the better. Because if you know a Libra or involved with a Libra, you know they have trouble making decisions. And so don't ask them what they want for dinner. Ask them 
Do you want, you know, meatloaf or chicken? Like narrow it down for them. Even better, take the decision away from them. We're having chicken, you know, kind of thing. Because they weigh all these factors and they ask everybody for advice and, you know, think of them like a seesaw going up and down and they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and they want everyone to be happy. And no wonder they can be confused and it can be hard for them to come to a final decision. You know, that game show where the million dollars something and it's, is that your final answer? And for Libra, the answer is like, no, let me get a little more information kind of thing. So they don't make their decisions quickly because they want to make sure they have all looked at everything and have all the information. They can even get overloaded or overwhelmed with so much information, they don't know how to sort through it to, to find a way to make their decision. But then when they finally make up their minds, the sun shines and there's happiness in Libra land. If they have made their decision and they are firm in it, That is one of the most beautiful moments for Libra. It's like a moment of perfect balance. (gasps) Yes, the scales are in balance. And that is what Libra is always searching for. So if you have a Libra child, they are going to want to start to date young. Love and romance are big, big issues with Libra. And if you have Libra friends, chances are you'll be hearing about their love life or their romantic partner throughout your entire friendship. But that is what is normal for Libra. That is part of of who they are and part of how they express. They have a harder time being alone. And it's one of the things that the sign struggles with. But this is a sign of partnership. Of course they're not going to feel as comfortable being alone. Their whole sign is about being with somebody. So if you are with them and they are with you, then you are one lucky person. So there is Libra and the sign of the month. So where are we on time, Claudia? We are just ending the show. So we are, we are perfect. So thank you for that, Susan. Thank you again for everyone that is listening and the callers. And have a wonderful time. And I'll see you back in October. You're coming back on the 29th. So that's the last Monday of October. And as always, we'll let you know the topic and if they're guests. A lot of things will be coming up. So thank you, Susan, for that. Good luck on all your events in October. And I will be sharing that as well everywhere that I can. Okay, sounds good. I hope everybody's having a good month, and we'll talk again at the end of October. Thank you again. Okay, bye. Goodbye.